We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast. With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming, Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. Welcome, Bears fans, to another edition of the Bear Report podcast. It's officially Packers Week here in Chicago. We're going to get you ready. For Bears Packers week 13, right before the long, well, actually late bye week. Um, and we'll have a special guest, Zachary Jacobson from Packer Report on to break that all down. We'll also talk the latest in the Chicago Bears. Before I do that, though, I have to bring in my co-host, Aaron Lemming. And Aaron, the Bears are on a losing streak. They're currently slotted the pick number two. But it is Packers week. It's kind of hard to kind of balance. You know, you do want to beat Green Bay. But also at the same time, maybe getting a high draft pick to accelerate this rebuild is is the better option as well. Yeah, well, and that's that's something that I think a lot of Bears fans this week particularly are probably kind of balancing the emotion. It's like obviously Packers week is vastly important to the organization and most fans, and you know, uh yeah, obviously so. And it's just it it's it's a weird feeling for sure, because I mean it, I'm sure more and more people are kind of jumping on the bandwagon right now of like actually looking at the draft order and everything that goes along with that. And obviously we still have basically six weeks. Most teams have already had their bye. Um, so it, it definitely makes it a little bit more interesting because the bears are one of those teams who haven't had their bye week yet. So yes, currently they're slotted in, um, you know, with the number two pick right now, But obviously a lot can change because of, you know, basically because of how things are in terms of, you know, they have one extra loss in most teams, so they're going to have a lower winning percentage. You know, so right now there's basically, there's three, three win teams, the Bears, three and nine, the Rams and the Broncos are three and eight. Um, But again, where this kind of becomes a little bit tricky is that if things really went badly this weekend, like if the Bears win and things really went badly this weekend and all the other four win teams didn't win, then you're looking at a situation where really the Bears could be picking as low as 13 by the end of the weekend. Now, I haven't looked head-to-head matchups. I'm sure there's probably some four win teams that play each other. There's also probably some four win teams that have um, ideal matchups, whatever it may be. But the point is, is 
even this late in the season, the Bears can go from number two overall with a pick to 13. Now, obviously, I still think even if they were to win another game, I think they'll end up, I would guess, probably still in the top five because a lot of these four one teams are probably going to have another win. But yeah, it's but it's also one of those things, you know, uh, you know, with Justin Fields coming back and we'll, you know, we'll dive into that real quick. Um, it's it's definitely going to make things a little bit more conflicting, I think, for a lot of Bears fans. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm. It's, it's tough, man. It's like really kind of tough to gauge where everyone's at. You know, like I see the argument for both sides. I'm not the type of person that wants to go out and lose every game. I, I do think winning does have a little value, um, but that's a different argument. You know, it, it's just like if the Bears do win another game the rest of the year, I prefer to be up against Green Bay. I think Green Bay is vulnerable. Um, they're not officially eliminated from the playoff race, but it's it's pretty damn close. And I just, I just, I'm just sick of Aaron Rodgers just having his way with the Bears. And I feel like the Bears have found their solution at quarterback and now it's time to unleash him and hope that he can beat green Bay. So yeah, it's just, it's just a little odd. Um, You know, the whole storyline all week for both teams has been the quarterback. I mean, we saw Justin Fields not play against the Jets. Um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, was playing with a broken thumb also suffered an oblique injury um, in, in the loss to the Philadelphia Eagles it looks like he's going to play. Um, and I was at the news today that Justin Fields is full participant in practice after being limited on Wednesday. Luke Getze said he expected him to be limited the rest of the week. That obviously is not true now. But now we might get our matchup of, of, of Fields and Rodgers. And if Fields plays, I think the Bears have a better chance, obviously, than if you know um, Tim Boyle or Nathan Peterman or, or Trevor Simeon plays. But at the same time, I mean, it might have to be one of those shootout games for the bears to win because I, I just, as, as much as the Packers have struggled, um, they've kind of found some success lately, you know, with Christian Watson, with um, Randall Cobb, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, and this bears defense is just, is, is not very good. So yeah, the big story today is fields practicing back in full. And it certainly looks like he's going to be ready to play on Sunday. Yeah. Which is somewhat of a surprising development in some ways. I, th- I think if it, <laughs> And maybe I'm maybe you know maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you disagree. I feel like if this is any other team except the Packers this weekend, Justin Fields would be sitting out until after the bye week. I just this feels like a game where the McCaskey family and even maybe Ryan Poles have basically said, "Hey man, if you can play, we're gonna let you play." And I think that's just kind of where things are at right now. And obviously, we'll we'll have to see what happens. I mean, he could very easily come out and be limited or not practice tomorrow. Uh, I don't think that's very likely. I think usually when you practice in full on a Thursday, um, you're usually going to be good to go on Sunday. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I, I guess, you know, I guess the only way it could be even more conflicting would be if Jordan Love was somehow starting um, just because obviously you've got the narrative of Jordan Love and obviously, you know, and obviously what's going on with fields. So yeah, it'll be, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, again, it's, it's a very conflicting thing because I think, Yes, in the short term, obviously beating the Green Bay Packers would be a huge thing for them. And I, I know you just said if they're going to win another game, then you'd like to see it against Packers. I would agree with that. But I'm not sold that the Bears are going to win another game. So it's kind of one of those things for me where I'm looking at it, it's like, okay, you know, the worst the Bears can do because the Rams and the Broncos play each other, the worst the Bears can do at this point would be picking number three overall, which would still very likely have them sitting there uh, with, you know, facing basically having the top defender on the board, whether that's, you know, for them, whether that's Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, or sorry, Will, yeah, Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, we'll get into that more as, you know, obviously the offseason presses on, but 
it's a it's a big game for multiple reasons and you know obviously there's been some trash talk already going on i think uh alan lazard said something along the lines of you know uh aaron Rodgers has to renew his ownership of the bears twice a year and you know just stupid stuff like that but i don't know man it's uh I think more than anything, I just want Justin Fields to obviously stay healthy. Hopefully they can get a little healthier going into the bye week and, you know, build some progress. I would say momentum, but build some progress of the development of a year one rebuild. But uh, we'll just have to see what happens. It definitely makes the game more interesting and it's a hell of a lot better. I don't, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think they would assign Tim Boyle um, if Trevor Simeon was going to be playing over these next few weeks. I think that that was more of a safeguard for, Trevor Simeon um, than it was Justin Fields because I don't think they go out and make that move if they thought Justin Fields or sorry if they thought that uh, Trevor Simeon was even you know close to being able to play so I think that's kind of where that's at it's going to be it'll, it'll be interesting I mean there's going to be a lot of roster shuffling especially with all the injuries they got yeah I, I do think there is some merit to being Packers week and and the Bears you know wanting to beat Green Bay they're kind of sick of Aaron Rodgers beating them um I mean, yeah, and there's also the thing that, you know, if Green Bay does win, they pass the Bears for the first time in history in, in most wins for, for a franchise. I mean, the Bears have held that, I want to say since like the 1930s, and no team has really even come close until Green Bay this year. Bears have still held them off, and now you have the chance to pretty much build the lead again by at least one game, and, and this might be your best chance to beat Green Bay, um, you know, in the, in, in, in the past couple of years. So, yeah, it's it's – it's it's one of those situations, man, where you know, I, if Justin Fields is healthy, I think he should play. Um, I just don't want him to get rushed out there, and he's going to have to, you know, have a an off season surgery or he hurts something and, and something goes wrong, and, and then he's you know his progress is delayed. But if he's healthy, he should play. And I think all you know, you and I can do, and all the fans can do, is just hope and trust that he is healthy to play. They're not rushing him out there. And that he won't be limited because, you know, for me, it's not really the throwing. It's more of taking the hit, being sacked um, because, you know, he got hurt scrambling out of bounds, essentially getting tackled pretty much right by the, the out of bounds marker. So, yeah, I, I just don't want him to land on his shoulder, anything like that and 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 um, further damage this. I'm also excited to see if Justin Fields can get a win and, and maybe, you know, make progress here as the season goes on, because I, I mean, let's be real. This is the biggest storyline outside their draft position. The development of Justin Fields continues to be the biggest storyline and it's scheduled on the stretch is hard. And I don't really think they're going to win uh, many games. I, I think if they do win a game, it's either going to be Sunday against green Bay or possibly the Detroit lions game. Other than that, man, I, I don't think they're going to beat green Bay or, I mean, I don't think they're going to be Buffalo. I don't think they're going to beat the um, Eagles. And depending on what happens with Minnesota, you know, if they do have something to play for and play their starters, I, I don't think they're going to beat Minnesota. So there's kind of a lot going on here. Um, and then we also have to factor in uh, the late bye week. But as for the podcast, this is going to be kind of a shorter episode um, because we're going to bring a guest on and, you know, the holiday schedule kind of screwed some things up. We'll be back next week with a full episode um, for the bye week and kind of, you know, see where things stand with the bears and then be back to our regular schedule the week after before we bring in Zachary Jacobson, though, we have to do our newest ad read from our newest sponsor manscaped support for the bear report podcast is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered tools for your family and, and your family tools manscaped performance performance package 
is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. You can join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. We are doing 20% off free worldwide shipping with code bearreport at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping as well with code bearreport at manscaped.com. Aaron, let's bring in our guest, Zachary Jacobson. He covers the Bears, or he covers the Packers. I'm sorry. Jeez, I'm just going on a rant here. He covers the Packers for Packerport. We had him on earlier on in the year. Um, week two when the Bears and Packers met. He's always a good guest, always someone that's in the loop with what's going on in Green Bay. He's going to give us his thoughts on the Packers, Bears, and make a prediction. We'll be right back to wrap up the show after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And now joining us here on the Bear Report podcast is Zachary Jacobson. He does a good job covering the Green Bay Packers for Packer Report, also 24-7 Sports. A good follow on Twitter. Knows the Packers inside and out. And he's here to give us some insight on the Bears and Packers Week 13 game. And Zach, uh, let's get right to it, man. What the hell is going on in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers' uh, injury situation? Well, uh, first of all, thank you guys for having me yeah. back. That's, I, that's I, I, I should have said, I usually say it, but uh, I'm just so intrigued by this Aaron Rodgers talk right now. No, I don't, I don't blame you. <laughs> I want to get that out of the way. You know, I appreciate being here. Um, yeah, so he has a thumb fracture, obviously, that he's been dealing with since week five, and he's been trying to play through. It's an avulsion, I think is what it was described as. And it's it's been affecting him i know he'll downplay it and he even did he he, he downplayed it yeah he 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 just kind of shrugged it off it's not affecting the way he's throwing not affecting the way he's playing and to a degree i i believe him because he's usually fairly transparent about about his injuries you know uh and he's also dealing with uh, a rib injury that's the most context about the injury that we've been given that that's it. We don't know. I mean, as far as anyone's concerned, the scans came back clean. There was no break, no punctured lung, no, no, nothing crazy like that. Um, he's fine. He was, he was at practice today. He, he worked, I believe even a full capacity, or I, I think he was limited actually, but he was out there. Um, and it's, it's kind of leading a lot of people to say like, okay, well you're, you have a thumb injury. You have a rib injury. What the hell are you doing out there? going out there playing at four and eight, getting ready to play the bears. Now from Rogers standpoint, I, I get it because he wants to, he wants to stick to the bears potentially for the last time. I mean, you know, none of us have any idea what's going to happen in the off season, but he wants to go out there, stick it to the bears, 
And then the Packers have four games left at that point. Anything can happen. If they win their final five games and get a bunch of help, they can sneak into the playoffs. So, you know, the, the Packers are rolling with the best quarterback they have. In spite of how Jordan Love looked last week, they're rolling with the guy that has, you know, gotten them to multiple playoff appearances, 13-3 and three records, three consecutive years, 13-4 and four last year, but you catch my drift. Um, it's It's a very tricky situation for a number of different reasons. Yeah, I, I mean, it's one, well, and I think it's even tougher because, I mean, we we talked in back in week two, and I was I was in the boat of I honestly I I thought the the Packers were going to do what they've done the last years, and okay, they have one bad game in the beginning of the year, they're going to turn it around, and yeah, here we are, we're talking, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Green Bay is also eliminated from the division now too, right? It's only Detroit that hasn't been eliminated from the North. I think. No, I think the Packers are still uh, in the hunt for the division. I'm not. I'm not totally sure. Uh, they're not like officially. I mean, they're not going to win it, obviously. Yeah, but sure. I think. I think after this week, depending on a certain outcome of certain games, I think. I think they're they're going to be out of it. Okay. Yeah. So it's just crazy though, man. Like Minnesota just has completely completely run away with this thing, but. You know, it's just one of those years. I mean, it's uh, kind of like the Bears were back in, you know, 2019 after that 2018 season. You know, it's like sometimes things just kind of fall off. Sometimes things don't happen. Um, my question really for you is what the hell has happened to this defense? Because it felt like going into the season, most people expected this defense to be one of the better defenses in the league. Joe Barry came in last year, really turned the defense around. It felt like the overall perception of him was relatively high and, following your Twitter account and a few other Packers writers and fans, it's, it's interesting to see the, the complete 180 in terms of perception with him. What the heck is going on with this defense? Yeah, I think, well, first of all, they don't have the right guy. I think at, at the helm coordinating that defense. I mean, Joe Barry, he has a you know proven track record. I know people like to throw the 2008 lions out there and use it, you know, as an indictment of him, but that was so freaking long ago. That doesn't really hold up well nowadays, but they don't have the right guy at the helm to maximize the talent that they have because they have all the talent in the world on paper. When, when Rashawn Gary's healthy, when Eric Stokes is healthy, they have talent at almost every level. They invested two first round picks uh, in, in their front seven with Quay Walker and Devonte Wyatt. And the latter of which has played very sparingly this year and hasn't really made much of an impact, which is understandable for defensive line positions. It kind of takes a little while to really you know, get their stride and understand what's happening. Um, the problem is that so many players have taken a step back this year on that defense. I mean, Jerry Alexander's been great. Not his normal self, I don't think. He hasn't been up to that all-pro level, but he's 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 probably he's probably been their most valuable player on defense, with excluding Rashawn Gary, of course. Uh, Devondre Campbell took a step back. He got that five-year, fifty million dollar deal over the offseason and he regressed this past offseason. Adrian Amos regressed this past off or this this season. Darnell Savage has taken an even further step back. He struggled last year. He put together a great stretch down the down the second half of 2020. Okay, he looked great. And then 2021 he started to regress a little bit. And now 2022 he's regressing even more. He's I, I feel like they're using they're utilizing him out of position. He he's best as a nickelback, but you know he's not that center field free safety that's going to completely impact games and tilt the field. That's not him. Uh, he 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 played. Um, he played a uh, the nickelback position at Maryland. He he you know 
has the quick twitch. He has the agility to keep up with some of the league's faster, kind of twitchier slot receivers. So he's been playing out of position up until the last few weeks. Um, Rasul Douglas, he took a little bit of a step back. It's just across the board, these these guys have just regressed as a unit. And when you have your star players on defense taking that step back, then it's just going to be a collective failure at pretty much every at every level. And I don't think they have any idea what's happening up front in that defensive line because they cannot stop the run. They have not been able to stop the run all season. They were banking on Dean Lowry continuing his progress from last season. Kenny Clark is facing more double teams. And I don't think Joe Barry has figured out a way to, to, to free him up to prevent those things. Um, It's just, it's, it's, it's inexcusable. They have all the talent in the world and they should not be performing as badly as they have been. Looking at offense and kind of going away from Aaron Rodgers, Christian Watson has really emerged here. He's what past three, three or four games, um, NFC rookie of the month uh, on offense and has been fantastic. What's kind of clicked with him because his very first play of the season, I mean, was he dropped a wide open touchdown against Minnesota. Um, has he kind of figured it out? Is he back in the good graces of Aaron Rodgers? Did he ever fall out of that? Um, what's kind of going on with, um, the rookie this year. I don't think he fell out of the good graces of Aaron Rodgers specifically, but more so like that entire offensive staff and then the coaches. I mean, they wanted to kind of like temper his workload a little bit, kind of, you know, scaling back. That's why he was doing a lot of the jet sweep stuff. He was taking uh, handoffs uh, com- coming across the formation. He even had, had a rushing touchdown against the Patriots. They kind of scaled back what they were throwing at him and what they were putting on his plate. And he also, I mean, a lot of people forget, like, he missed the the entire training camp slate. He missed all three preseason games because he was recovering from knee surgery that he had in June, minor procedure. But nevertheless, when he's not out there in the summer or getting these these exhibition reps, I mean, that 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 hurts. That stunts a rookie's development a little bit. And then he had the hamstring injury in the season, re-aggravated the hamstring injury again, and then he had a concussion. And then he got knocked out of that Lions game after, after a, a hit to his shoulder that they initially thought was a, another concussion but they held him out for precaution. So now he's healthy. He's been able to stay upright and he's been able to really establish a little bit of, of chemistry with Aaron Rodgers, And we're seeing that kind of unfold in real time. I mean, he, the Packers drafted him for that speed that, that we are seeing every single week. I mean, he caught, he caught that, that, that route across the middle against the Eagles and he cut the corner on two defensive backs. He, he completely cut them out and just raced upfield, outran them. He just out angled them. It was that kind of speed, that game changing speed that can't be taught. But what can be taught is his mastery of the offense, knowing where to be and when to be there for Aaron Rodgers. And I think that's where he's taken his biggest step. It's mentally. I mean, all, all the physical gifts are there. That's zero question. He he He's just an athletic freak, a specimen. But that mental grasping of, of his job, that's where he's taken the biggest leap this season. And he's been able to stay healthy to to kind of build off of his performances on a week-to-week basis. He's, there's going to be a point where he turns into more, where he's, he isn't just like that one-trick pony that can beat you deep, beat, beat you with speed. He can also run routes too, which is where like those Marquez Valdez-Scantlings comparisons like never made sense. He was a pretty polished route runner at North Dakota State too. So uh, eventually he's going to become a guy that can eat underneath as well. And, and get open with his route running. And that, that time is going to come. But right now, he is grasping the offense, and he he's pretty much putting what he learns 
in those meeting rooms onto the field. Yeah, well, I'd say, I mean, he's definitely, I mean, over the last few weeks, man, it's definitely been a, it seems like it's been a complete 180. I mean, I've seen most of, you know, most of what the Packers have done over the last few weeks. And he went from, seemed like a guy that wasn't really overly involved, obviously had the injuries to, you know, somebody that's just all of a sudden become, at least in my opinion, probably the best playmaker in terms of, you know, receivers. So kind of keeping on the offensive side and kind of looking towards the offseason. I'm sure that we're probably both ready for the offseason at this point. What do you think the Packers are going to do with this offensive line? They have Josh Nyman, who's going to be a restricted free agent. I feel like that seems like a pretty relatively cheap thing to be able to protect him, even with like a second round tender. But what are they going to do in terms of like David Bakhtiari and then obviously Elton Jenkins is a free agent? Do you think that they're going to retain Jenkins or what do you think is going to happen with all that? Yeah, the Yash Nyman move is like a no-brainer. I mean, if a team wants to cough up a second-round pick for him, then I, I mean, I would be 100% game for that because the Packers are just... This scouting department are just... They're absolute nails at finding mid-round offensive line talent. They also have guys like Rasheed Walker who can play tackle that they drafted last spring. They have Caleb Jones, an undrafted rookie free agent who looked fantastic over the preseason. So they have options there at tackle. Royce Newman can kick out to tackle if... if if they desperately need him, I'd prefer that that he doesn't. But um, yeah, the David Bakhtiari thing is going to be interesting. I, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me of what his contract is going to look like or how much he's due next year. But I think financially, the best thing for the Packers to do would be to, you know, to cut bait. But the thing is, I mean, he hasn't really taken a step back in, as, in terms of his play. I mean, I don't think he's allowed, he's allowed a sack while he's been healthy this season. And him coming back from the knee injury was always going to be kind of like a, a little bit of a roller coaster. Some, you know, sometimes he plays, sometimes he doesn't, sometimes he practices, sometimes he doesn't. It's a fluid kind of day to day thing. Um, I, if they had to choose between David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins, and you obviously keep Elton Jenkins, not just because he's younger, but also because of that person, the, the positional versatility that he can bring to this offensive line. He can play both guard spots. He doesn't really, hasn't played, he, I think he has one career snap at right guard, but he can play pretty much all five positions in the offensive line. And, and it just makes the most sense if they need to kind of like weigh between the two of them because they're, they're going to be in a very difficult financial situation to say the least. So one of these difficult decisions is probably going to be cutting David, David Bakhtiari. Um, I think personally, if you want my honest opinion, I think for as long as Aaron Rodgers is there, David Bakhtiari is there. David Bakhtiari is his left tackle. You know, that's if they cut David Bakhtiari, they release him. I know Aaron Rodgers is all about Zen at this stage of his life and, you know, understanding and compassion. And he knows it's a business and he knows difficult decisions have to be made for the prosperity of this business. But I can't see them playing apart separately. So I think Aaron Rodgers comes back next year. David Bakhtiari comes back next year. I think they play one more season together. And then they kind of reevaluate things at that point. Looking at this game, um, one of the fascinating things for me is, you know, Justin Fields went from limited to full today. And that tells me he's going to play. Um, unless Matty Rufus is doing his whole gainsmanship stuff that he loves to do, which could very well be the case. But but watching Green Bay against Jalen Hurts last week, um, I think it should have Bears fans licking you know their chops, especially with Justin Fields. Being able to run, escape the pocket, uh, maybe protect himself if, if he does get tackled because the shoulder is going to be hurting him. 
what should we expect if Fields does play? Can he have a Jalen Hurts type performance on the ground um, with a lot of rushing yards? And is that the weakness of Green Bay's defense? Yeah, you know, seeing Jalen Hurts do what he did to the Packers Sunday night, I was having Colin Kaepernick flashbacks to January 2013. I mean, that that was just such a ghastly performance by this defense. I mean, for years, they haven't been able to really combat mobile quarterbacks. So, yeah, I think Justin Fields can have the kind of day Jalen Hurts had. You know, he'll have modest production through the air, of course, you know, but he's he's still kind of developing as a passer. I think he he could easily have the kind of day that he had against the Dolphins, even the kind of day he had against the Lions, where he is just completely just unstoppable on the ground. And the thing is, like he's he's a sturdy, he's a sturdy kid too. You know, like he can take a hit, he can lower his shoulder. I don't think he'll be doing that this week because you know, because of the injury, but um you know, that just that's the biggest mismatch for for this defense right now and it doesn't help that the bears also have david montgomery in that backfield so between that little that that punch between the quarterback and the running back i mean they can do some damage um i can't see the packers really coming up after what jalen hurts said to them I, I have zero faith in them coming up with a formidable plan to stop justin fields i just i i can't i can't and i know if anyone from Packers Twitter is listening to this, then you know I'll probably be attacked and called like a fake fan or something like that. But Justin Fields is good. I, I like Justin Fields. I I liked him coming out of college, and I like the dual threat that you know skill set that he possesses. I just I, I I like it, and I want him to be good, even if that means the Bears are going to be good. Whatever. I enjoy good football. Sue me. Um, but no, I I can't see I can't see the Packers really coming up with a plan to stop him. Um, you know they they tried last week to stop Jalen Hurts with with a, a a guy watching him a a spy and it didn't work. So that's that's really that's really the, the long and short of it. They they haven't they provided absolutely zero evidence to show that they can stop a quarterback that has the athleticism of Jalen Hurts uh, of Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts. Well, and uh, two things. To be fair, I don't I can't imagine any Packers fans going to be listening to this. So I think you're in the clear there. Um <laughs> And two, I don't know, honestly, I don't know how much Justin Fields is going to be running. It's going to be interesting. I say that, and I mean, he was very clearly, his legs were dead in the, that final drive uh, when he got hurt. And, you know, Lou Getzey still called to what looked like design runs to me. I know it, the one was supposedly a broken play on second down. I don't know if I really buy that. But, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see from a Bears perspective just how much of you know himself he really is and how you know how much ability he's going to have on the ground so my final question for you is again you know we're, we're talking about basically a four and eight team and a three and nine team thank god we got the bye week next week man i, I i'm sure you're probably feeling the same thing right now but what's your overall i i don't know if i'd say outlook goals whatever it may be for the rest of the season for the packers well i mean what do you what are you expecting and what are you hoping for at this point <sighs> man that's see, that's where it just gets super tricky. Uh, you want to play Aaron Rodgers, I get it, because there is that very slim chance that some something miraculous happens and they sneak into the playoffs. They're like a seventh seed, and then once you get once you get into the dance, anything can happen. I mean, even a team that is currently four and eight, if they sneak in with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, yeah, anything can happen. Now, if it were up to me. I want look, I want to see Jordan Love. Okay. He has 80 career pass attempts to his name, including the nine from last week. 
and he looked good on all all nine, even his completions. The the throw to Randall Cobb in the end zone where there was clear DPI, the the turkey hole shot to Aaron Jones on the right sideline that should have been caught. That was, I mean, he was throwing with confidence. He was letting it rip. His footwork looked so much more solid. He was accurate. He was decisive and playing within the, the the structure of the offense. I want more of Jordan Love, and I'm sure Team Brass feels the same way. You know, they they need to feel justified for why they took him, why they 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 moved up for him actively in the spring of 2020. And they have a little bit of a, I mean, they're racing against the clock in order to do that. They're racing against the clock to see what Jordan Love is because they have to pick up his fifth year option in May after the draft. That's that's going to indicate, that's going to tell you right there what they think about him, if he's going to be the future of the quarterback position in Green Bay or if he's going to be trade bait. Who knows? But you... If he plays this season, five games left, Aaron Rodgers is going to start this week. After that, who knows? Maybe they'll reevaluate in the bye week and they'll come out against the Rams and bam, it's Jordan Love. Who knows? But he's auditioning. If he plays, he's auditioning for both the Packers and for future teams if he does become trade bait. So there's there's so much on the table. I mean, I, Aaron Rodgers is back in Green Bay next season unless something crazy happens. He's back in Green Bay next season because that's just the way the contract is structured. That's the, like there's financially no way that the Packers can get out of it. Aaron Rodgers could retire and leave the Packers in like a little bit of cap hell, but I don't see him retiring. Not after the season that they had. Like a, a, a great one like that is not going to go out with the season that he just had. And he's establishing chemistry with Christian Watson. Romeo Dobbs showed flashes. Samurai Toure, their seventh round pick, has, has shown some things this season. He wants to kind of like. Get a full season, a full off season, a full a regular season with these guys in their second year and see what could happen. I just I don't see him retiring. I don't see him hanging up his cleats after what the, what happened to the Packers this season. Um, but me from my personal perspective, I think the Packers need to give Jordan Love two or three games at the, two at the very least. They need to give him a full week to prepare as a starter. You know, in meetings. Um, taking the first team reps in practice, everything as the starter. And other teams need a chance to spend the week preparing for Jordan Love because through the years, we see backups enter games all the freaking time. They come in, they light it up, and that's because the defense hasn't scouted them. They, like, they, they're not prepared for, for the backup quarterback to come in the game and you know they don't, they don't have a plan for him. I want a full week for a team to prepare against Jordan Love and to combat him. That's... That's going to tell you a lot right there. So prepare on a week-to-week basis as a starter. Give him a chance to kind of really build off of what he's done the week prior. Or if he doesn't build off it, to, to get worse. I mean, who knows? But they need to find out. My final question to kind of wrap things up, Zach. Um, give us a prediction for the game on Sunday. And give us an X factor that's going to decide the game. I, I said yesterday on a show, I think the Packers... Uh, if it's like Trevor Simeon or Tim Boyle starting, I think the Packers win by two scores. They're not going to score much. I think they'll score maybe like 23, 24 points and hold the Bears to maybe 10. Zach, have you watched this Bears defense? <laughs> have you <laughs> yeah, watched I mean, this Bears defense lately? <laughs> have you watched the Packers offense? I, Dude, just look at what the Jets did to them last week. They, they hung 31 points on the Bears after scoring – exactly three points a week before obviously a different quarterback i think you got to have a little bit more faith in the packers offense against his defense i want to 
I, I really do. Trust me. I, no, there is nothing more I want than to have faith in this football team right now, but it's just not happening. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I I think I don't think they break 30. I don't think they break 30 points, whether it's Justin Fields on the other side. If it's Justin Fields, they're going to be required to score a little bit more. In that case, I would say they win 27-23, but I, I, I can't see them like even breaking 30. Just not with the way... Not with the way the, the the passing game is too scattered right now. It's too just inconsistent. I mean, they look great against Philly. Maybe it's the start of something. I don't know. But the week before that, they were they were playing the Titans, and I know everyone saw that. They, they looked they looked absolutely terrible. They couldn't move the ball. They put up seventeen points against a defense that was basically begging them to pass. I mean, you weren't going to run against that defense, and they continued to try, and it wasn't working. So. Yeah, uh, until further notice, until these guys string together multiple consistent games in a row where they look competent on or above average at least on offense, that's that's the best I got. Yeah, I oh, mean Oh, oh, an X factor, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no, go with the I was going to say um Justin Fields and Bears offense could score, you know, 42, defense probably mm-hmm. going to give up 43 pretty easily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that sounds that sounds about right. Uh, didn't that happen in Dallas? Yeah, pretty much. Um, Dallas, and then what? Miami game too, Aaron. I think right. They it was pretty pretty high scoring. It's happened. Yeah, it was... It's happened a few times because it happened in the it basically happened in the Detroit game as well. I mean, they. I mean, granted, they only scored twenty four that game, but I mean, they gave up twenty seven every single time. They have a good offensive output. Their defense somehow gives up more points, so yeah, well, it just never fails. A lot of people didn't realize this, and this is kind of an odd thing to say or not thing I noticed was when they played Miami, the Bears offense actually outscored the Dolphins offense. The difference was the Bears had a blocked uh, punt return for a, a touchdown. So, mm. I mean, Fields, the, the offense uh, totally outscored the Dolphins. is just the day they had the special teams mistake and it, and it kind of burned them there. Yeah, I, I just now looked up that script. It was 35-32 in that Miami game. And that, that you, you guys are right. <laughs> I mean, you look... Look at the Packers and Eagles last week. Packers put up 33, their highest scoring output of the season, and they the Eagles put up 40. So it's like, it, no matter what, I mean, this is this is an offensive league at, at this point. I mean, the, the days of the 80s and the 90s are over. Like, the, you're not going to hold Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen to three points, which is why the Packers need to go out and draft some goddamn playmakers on offense, draft some, some, some skill position guys. But uh, nevertheless, back to uh, the X factor, I, I have Aaron Jones. As, as the X factor, which really goes without saying, if they get him going, he runs the ball efficiently and they get him the ball in the passing game, then pretty much everything's unlocked. That's, that's really the long and short of it. I think the days of this offense kind of stemming from the play action game and from the play of the offensive line, I feel like that's over for the time being. Um, because of how just because of, of, of this season. I mean, even when the offensive line, they have the preferred starting five intact, no matter how well they're playing, no matter how well they're blocking, just, it does whatever the Packers are doing, it it doesn't work. The only thing that has worked to this point has been getting the ball in Aaron Jones's hands. That's that's really the long and short of it. So yeah, Aaron Jones is my X Factor. Over Good. under on uh <laughs> and how many times the Packers punt the ball on Sunday. Uh, I'd uh, say two. I'd say two. I'm gonna set the over under at two. You going over under? Over. Over. Ooh, uh, abso- man, absolute, absolutely. You are over. you are optimistic for this Bears defense, man. I yeah, wish I, I could share the same optimism. <laughs> and there's, it's not like Eddie Jackson's not there. I mean, 
Jaquan Brisker is probably not going to be there. Kyler, Kyler Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, yeah they're going to be starting a couple. I mean, a couple backups in the secondary. Their linebackers are just depleted. I mean, they got their defensive line got their first sack since what was the Commanders game? It was a. They, they, they have their defensive line has one sack in six games right now. Ugh. Yeah. So hey, yeah, they're you... leading. They're leading sack a guy right now uh, that's still on the roster is Jaquan Brisker, their safety, and he's probably not going to play again Sunday. So, yeah, at least Aaron Rodgers should stay relatively untouched for the, for the you know for the most of the game. And as we've seen before, usually when Aaron Rodgers stays untouched, that's not good for the Bears defense. So we'll see, man. I don't know. It's funny we seem to we seem to feel the same way about both teams. <laughs> And honestly, I'm expecting like a I'm expecting anywhere from 14 to 17 point difference. I I don't think even with Fields, I don't think the game's going to be overly close. Just because I don't think I think they're going to be a lot more conservative and play calling and everything else. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, you know, I want to be the guy that says like, oh hey, yeah, Packers are putting up 40 points. They're going to absolutely demolish the Bears in Soldier Field. It's going to be a repeat of the I own you moment, but. It's, I'm not feeling very inspired right now. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's obvious, but yeah, it's it's kind of weird here too because it's like I don't know. It, it's like when when there was a talk of Jordan Love playing, um, potentially it was like, well, do you want Aaron Rodgers to come in and and just do what he normally does and and whoopie? I think you can live with that. But if Jordan Love came in against his defense and and lit it up, and nothing against Jordan Love. Uh, but if he came, it, it would just be a, a complete meltdown on Soldier Field. They literally might move out of the stadium like that day and just never come back because that's like it, it's like okay, well now it's Favre to Rogers and now Love, so it, it's kind of just a weird dynamic going on here in Chicago with um with Bears fans. It, it's 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 so odd because you know, and also the other side, you know, half the half the fans want the team to just totally tank and lose. The other half are well, you know beat Green Bay at least or, or win another game. And it, it's just, it's kind of a mess out there <laughs> all over Bears Twitter. Yeah. See, that's part of the reason why I wanted Jordan Love to start this week. Like I wanted, <laughs> I wanted him to usher in the next, <laughs> you want you chaos, know, de- man. <laughs> de- de- yeah. The next, yeah, the chaos. And I want him to usher in the next, you know, decade and a half of hall of fame quarterback play. I mean, that's, that'd be like, I'd be going on three, four decades of it, you know, that, and doing it as soldier field would be like, just, it would add another layer to it. So it's like, dude, if Jordan love is, is another, Oh my God, if he ends up being another <laughs> core, Oh my God, I'm, I give up. If, if Jordan love ends up turning yeah. into, if you guys, you guys are not allowed to have three straight all of fame quarterbacks. Well, here's the thing. Not we're, not even allowed, we're not allowed to have two. And look what happened. <laughs> yeah. Most of these can't even find one. Here's the other thing too, though. It's like, I, I I'm with Aaron. If Jordan love turns out to be another hall of fame quarterback, surefire, you know, he he's really damn good. It will suck if Justin Fields is on that level and really good. I think it'll ease ease it a little bit because I mm-hmm. do think you know having that quarterback battle between the Bears and Packers would be awesome. But then again, like man, if Jordan Love is good, it's a third quarterback like this, man. I, I don't even know what to do. Like it, it's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be hell again for because there'll be it'll just be just so Bears to have Justin Fields as, as a a really damn good quarterback, um, but then Green Bay also having another really damn quarterback as we I know it sounds pretty weird to you because I mean you guys are used to all of it so um but yeah it's, it's kind of how the mood is here in Chicago with it all 
yeah, you know, we, we talked about it before the show about, you know, how people don't really Packer fans, at least they don't really know how to cope with what's happening right now. Like, like the losing just because it's happened. So just, it hasn't been frequent at all. I yep. mean, the worst season they've had to this point in, in a lot of people, at least my age's lives was 2005 when they went four and 12 and you know, they, they just looked like shit. It was like one of, uh, yeah, it was actually Mike Sherman's last year. So that's like the, the biggest exposure these people have to losing at least to that extent. So it's like, you know, they don't really know how to handle what's happening right now. It's like a transition of power from Rogers to potentially love. And it's just, it's, it's, kind of foreign territory for a lot of people. I know I know what happened with, you know, Favre going to Rodgers and the Packers just, you know, kept winning. They went 8 and 8 that first year or 6 and 10 actually in 2008, but then after that they just they started winning. They started making the playoffs. They won a Super Bowl. So it's like, you know, now Jordan Love is just kind of like foreign waters, you know? Like you don't know what the hell's going to happen. Everything's just really up in the air. So yeah. But as far as Sunday goes, I mean, these divisional games can go any way. And, you know, we all know that anything can really happen. So that's true. Yeah. I mean, it, it should be an interesting one. We're just, you know, kind of seeing is, is Fields actually going to play? Is it going to be um, Nathan Peterman? Will Tim Boyle get a damn shot? I mean, it, it's it's kind of up in the air here. But um, Zach, I, 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 a, I, t- I tweeted during the week that if Tim Boyle ended up getting the start, like they should refund it, everyone. <laughs> yeah. That and just like it, it would be just such a crazy twist to this season. And it's like the, the fate that Packer fans deserve that a former quarterback of theirs ends their season. Like mathematically, that would, that would be so funny. It'd be funny to me, not to anybody else, but oh no, we, we would not complain. No offense. I mean, we love you, Zach, but oh, man, yeah, no, that was yeah, the case. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, you love yeah. me. No, you just, you just want me to be miserable. <laughs> hey, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> suffer like we have for so long. <laughs> Maybe not that, <laughs> long. Maybe not that long. Um, Good stuff, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, as always, where can everyone follow you on Twitter? Where can they read your work? Um, all that good stuff. Yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter. It's Zachary J, and you can find my work at PackerReport.com. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. We'll have to do it again, maybe in the off season. Sounds good. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And that was our interview with Zachary Jacobson of the Packer Report. He does a good job covering the Green Bay Packers over there on our sister site as part of 247sports.com. Highly recommend checking that out. Um, Aaron, I guess, you know, to wrap things up, we got to give our prediction or X Factor. I went first last time. I'll let you go first this time. Give me your prediction for Sunday's game, week 13 between the Bears and Packers, and the X Factor is going to decide it. 
Well, I'm going to go ahead and go with a, a prediction, assuming that Justin Fields plays. I obviously think the game will be closer with Justin Fields. I still don't think it's going to be overly close just because I think it's, I don't think the offense is going to be quite the same. And I think the defense is still terrible. I don't agree with Zach in terms of him, him thinking that the Packers won't put up at least 30. I think that's almost a guaranteed at this point. So I'll go ahead and say, um, I'll go ahead and say 34, I'll say 34, 21 uh, Packers. I know my original score was quite a bit different just because I thought Peterman or somebody else was going to be starting. So yeah, that's, that's my prediction. As far as X factor goes, um, I, I think honestly, man, really what it comes down to is, I mean, the Bears got to score points, right? We know this defense is terrible. We know what Aaron Rodgers has done to this defense, even when they were really good to elite. Uh, the Bears are going to have to score points in order to stay in this game. I know it sounds rudimentary, but that's just really where it's at. If they don't hang 35 to 40 points um, you know, on Sunday, I just don't see how they're going to win. I don't really see many paths of victories for the rest of the year unless they're hanging you know, consistently 35, 40 points a game, but especially against the Packers, and especially if Aaron Rodgers is that quarterback. Yeah, I think Green Bay is going to win. Um, I think it's going to be somewhere like 34-27 Packers, 31-27 Packers. If Justin Fields plays, um, I mean, he was full on, on, on Thursday. I'm expecting he'll probably be full on Friday by the time everyone listens to this and, and um, gets the injury report. If he plays, I think they're going to keep it close. Um, but, you know, it kind of leads into my X factor. It's going to be the secondary. It's going to be the defense. It's going to be the pass rush. It's going to be the linebackers. It's pretty much going to be all of it. Like they're going to have to play almost the game of their lives. Um to, to, to beat the Packers. I know the Packers offense has really struggled. Um, we've seen where Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, has, has done both good and bad this year. It's been a lot of inconsistency They're They got weapons now with Christian Watson. Um, they have Randall Cobb. Their, their running backs are good. I just think the Bears secondary is going to have to find a way to force some takeaways. The, the defensive line has got to find a way to get some pressure and the linebackers just got to make plays, especially coming to the running backs and Robert Tani and maybe even if they're mismatched on some receivers. So yeah, I think we're in the same boat there. I, I, I just think Green Bay is going to beat them. Unfortunately, I do think though, if Fields plays, it's going to be closer than, um, you know, it, it, obviously, if Peterman or, or Tim Boyle has to has to go out there and, and play, that's just kind of a worst-case scenario for the Bears. Um, as we wrap this up, Aaron, though, where can everyone follow you on Twitter and where can everyone read your work? Yeah, you can find me at Aaron Lemming NFL on Twitter, and you can read my work on thebearreport.com. As always, you can read my work on thebearreport.com. You can follow the Bear Report on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Zach, Z-A-C-K underscore Pearson. Um, as always, please rate, review, subscribe on all major podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. Um, it helps our podcast, helps picks for polls, helps the YouTube channel. And until next time, everyone, please stay safe and please stay healthy out there.